Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. I think one of the things that we have to be really conscious about now is the the availability, the ease of the availability and the low cost of apps and cloud products that our people have access to or that are promoted to them by third-party providers. Uh, and they see a product and they say, oh, that'd be good. That'd help my clients, you see. So they, they've got the best interests of their clients in mind. Um, but what we we recognised and um sort of have put uh, controls in place for is to manage that so that our people know that just because a an app is free doesn't mean that because it's low cost that it's no risk. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I am the editor of the Australian Compliance Institute and today we have with us Joe Hayes, Head of Risk and Compliance at Grant Thornton Australia. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to be having a chat about privacy, but before we jump into that, I guess talk a little bit about yourself and your experience in the privacy space. Okay, well, I've been Head of Risk and Compliance at Grant Thornton uh, for about 16 years, uh, so and the privacy officer during that whole time. So I've always had uh, privacy on my agenda while I've been here. Uh, prior to that at QBE, also in the compliance team, privacy uh, was a big part of that too. So, um, and just, you know, I always, when I look at privacy, I try and view it from the person whose information uh, is being protected by the law. So, you know, I put my my own self hat on, if you like, uh, and my families and think, well, what if that was our information? Uh, or my information. And I, I just find that very useful in a practical sense when I consider privacy. Yeah. Uh, so going on from that, that that piece, you know, you're looking beyond the regulation and legislation and thinking of, I guess, community expectations and that, that personal side of things. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're going to jump straight into it. Um, you know, we've seen a number of major breaches that have hit the, the mainstream media. So I guess my question to you, Going on from that is, you know, what are some of the, you know, the key threats that you see in the privacy space that might keep you up at night, um, maybe from a personal level as well from, I guess, you know, your work side of things? What does concern me uh, probably on a more regular basis is where is our data? Uh, so as a, as a firm, obviously, as a chartered accounting firm, we hold people's financial data. Personal information is within that financial data. Uh, in particular things the government identifies such as tax file numbers. So we, um, we're always very conscious of where is our data, who has access to our data, and if they have access, why and what are they doing with the data. So I, I think probably one of the main uh, things that if I was to be kept up at night would be this, is where is the data. Yeah, absolutely. And then one of the topics that when we were going through the topics for this podcast and one of the things that you identified was, I guess, that sort of internal risk and having this policies and procedures around um, the different kinds of apps and trials and pilots you might use within an organization. So and, and I guess that really goes back to the staff. So I guess what are some of the risks that could be posed by staff, not necessarily in a malicious way, but just maybe some, some blind spots or some weak spots? I think one of the things that we have to be really conscious about now is the 
the availability, the ease of the availability and the low cost of apps and cloud products that our people have access to or that are promoted to them by third-party providers uh, and they see a product and they say, oh, that'd be good, that'd help my clients, you see. So they, they've got the best interests of their clients in mind. Um, but what we we recognised and um, sort of have put uh, controls in place for is to manage that so that our people know that just because a an app is free doesn't mean that because it's low cost that it's no risk and that we have a process in place to do proportionate, what I'd call proportionate due diligence on those products and to to trial or pilot them often in a controlled way using perhaps de-identified or dummy data in them, sandboxing them, doing it in a way that the due diligence is still done but in a scalable way so that we can quickly decide if an app is or a cloud product is worth pursuing or not while not putting data at risk. Also not investing the amount of time that we would in a significant product or a product that we know we're going to push forward with where we do very significant due diligence, we do our privacy impact assessments and so on. It's doing a scaled down version of that, I suppose, which is commercially appropriate but still makes sure that you're really thoroughly complying with the the legislation and with community expectations. I come back to that personal piece. What does the the public, what do our clients expect of us? And they certainly expect us to know where our data is and what's happening to it. So I I guess it's always interesting to have a look at the downsides of things. So what are some of the risks posed by not taking that proportionate due diligence approach to, you know, the, the free trials and the pilots and the cloud products and things that might be available to staff? I think by not controlling that space, you're really opening yourself up to as bad as it can get. So uh, if you, you know, we, you could have someone who's putting data in to a product that hasn't been approved, but it looks easy, it's online, and they start putting in client data. Uh, and then, you know, the, you suddenly find out that that data is sitting somewhere that... It really shouldn't be and is being seen by people it shouldn't be seen by. But worse than that, you don't find out. So that's the thing. You, If you don't find out um, until something goes seriously wrong, maybe maybe you've got a client, uh, you know, making got some uh, has some security products in place on their systems, checking the dark web and finding out that some of their data is there and how did it get there. Uh, so I think that, you you just have to be really conscious of the changes that are happening in this space and in particular things like with artificial intelligence. So, you know, for example, not allowing your people to put anything into the products that aren't enterprise designed and don't wipe the data. Immediately mm-hmm. you've, you've entered your question or got the answer. So I think that... It's just a, a matter of trying to keep ahead of the game in that space, working with your digital team, um, but making sure that your people really understand the risks involved uh, in, you know, putting data into these things without going through due process. So I guess the question leading off of that, you know, we started to, I, I started the introduction by talking about, you know, we had these major data breaches that's made everyone think about privacy is, do you think that when it comes to, you know, the free trials and the pilots and, and stuff like that, that 
organizations in general are taking this seriously and having proper policies around that? Or do you think this is an area people are sort of looking at yet? I think that if they're not looking at it, they will be soon um, because, you know, there will be more high-profile breaches and it'll, it'll be led back to some of these situations, I'm sure, where people have, unbeknown to their their company or their employer, have put um, client or customer data into applications that they assessed themselves to be appropriate but perhaps weren't. So I think that it's it's not a difficult thing really to implement these processes and procedures. It's embedding them perhaps into your procurement processes to your supplier risk assessments to make sure they're caught at that point. But I think it's an, also an integral part of your privacy training uh, so incorporating that into your annual or, or triannual training, however you do it. So I think that the awareness is is improving and I think that, in fact, the emergence of these AI products such as ChatGPT or on the enterprise side, Bing Chat Enterprise, as, an, as examples, have heightened people's awareness of this, which is why I think it's going to gain some traction. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we're, we've come down to the end of the podcast. I guess, you know, for those members who, you know, risk and compliance professionals who are, are thinking about these areas and these spaces, you know, the, the threats they're facing now, plus the potential future threats, any words of wisdom that you have for them to sort of get their heads around this area? Look, I would say if you already have a due diligence program in place, and I'm sure uh, everybody does. Just look at that first. Instead of creating something new, just see how you can take that and scale it down to use for trials and pilots. So look at it from that angle. What can you? What have you already got? Don't reinvent the wheel. But also, you know, put your put your hat on as if you're one of your employees. What are they seeing? Go and ask them what they think is appropriate and not appropriate to use to you know to incorporate into their daily work. And have they thought about the data and information they're putting into it and just see what's really going on at the business level. I think that's important. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Joanne. It's a pleasure. This podcast has been a production of the Australian Compliance Institute and the music was done by Rob Neary.